I think I can sum up the show for you with one word. Nothing. And now, giving you access to the locker rooms and the minds of the independent scene, here are the curtain jerkers of pro wrestling podcasting. Mike Crockett. Actually, I prefer to be called Maestro. And the kingpin, Brian Malonis. He's the win, and nobody beats him. This is the wrestling podcast about nothing on the New Age Insiders Network. Welcome to the wrestling podcast about nothing episode 39 presented by BDARadio.com. There are so many pro wrestling podcasts out there covering every facet of the business. So we went to BDA Radio and said we had a different idea for a podcast. Everybody's doing something. We'll do nothing. They said, what's wrestling podcast about? We said nothing. And thankfully they said, we think you may have something here. So here we are. My name is Mike Crockett. I'm a longtime independent wrestling referee in the Northeast, currently on an extended hiatus from the ring, and joining me as always is a veteran of the New England Independent Matt Wars, the irresistible force, the immovable object, the elder statesman of the NAI network, the kingpin, Brian Malonis. That's not true, you old bastard. What are you talking about? <laughs> the elder statesman. <laughs> Get out of here. Right, we're we're a, maybe a, a couple years... Older than most of the guys on the uh, New Age Insiders Network. Well, we are, yes. Both of us are. But you are considerably older than me. Well, I guess maybe we'll get into that in just a second as, as we delve into <laughs> our, our long and storied history in the professional wrestling business. So today on our NAI Network debut, Brian, of the wrestling podcast about nothing, we're going to have our weekly promo about nothing. We'll take a look at a WPAN listener poll and we'll get our early thoughts on the upcoming Royal Rumble. And plus, Brian, we're going to have the network debut of America's Game. The Wall? No, it's not America's Game. It's not? <laughs> no, this is America's have you, Game. Have you seen The Wall? I have. It's a great show. It's it's Plinko. It's great. I love it. Oh, my god. The emotion of it? Come on. That's America's Game. Oh, no, no. You're talking about football. No, 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 no. The NFL, where, where this is a division championship weekend we're recording on. Talk about uh, complete works. Mike Mills let me know all about uh, the NFL being complete work. That's just because his team sucks. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, so America's Game, Brian, is, of course, the dirt sheet shuffle. Oh, boy. And the NAI Network is going to hear it for the first time today. But first, for I For those guess- of you who are new to the WPAN uh, today, oh, you're in for a treat. You're in for a very special treat. A rare and, <laughs> yes, amazing treat. But, Brian, before we get into all this, I guess we should kind of introduce ourselves we probably have some new ears listening to the wrestling podcast about nothing this week as we make our debut here on the nai network so brian i said you're a longtime veteran of the new england independent mat wars so uh once you get into your story well uh i had a dream as a boy to be a pro wrestler and yada 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 here we are doing the wpan 15 <laughs> years later <laughs> does that cover it mike is that pretty good just about well I mean, what, you, you left all the good stuff with the yada yada <laughs> no i talked about the dream oh okay <laughs> <laughs> no i uh yeah i mean i grew up a big a big wrestling fan obviously uh everybody like I think even you have like that moment where like you point to and say, you know, this is the moment I started loving wrestling. I just don't remember ever not loving wrestling. There are pictures of me at like three years old with championship belts and wrestling figures. And so it was kind of ingrained uh, in my DNA, apparently, from uh, from the onset. I had no clue uh, that the world existed outside of WWE uh, until I was a teenager. And one of my buddies actually started training at killer kowalski's and uh, i would go and watch with him and kind of got introduced into the crazy world of independent wrestling and it kind of blew my mind that something like that even existed and then uh, i was about 19 uh, i borrowed the money from a buddy's mom and uh signed up for pro wrestling school and uh the rest, as I say is history it was a chaotic training center at the time chaotic wrestling school yes yes uh Walter wasn't there yet. Killer Kowalski wasn't there yet. Mike Hollow and Duke Stalton uh, were the guys primarily responsible for my training. Uh, some of the guys that were there at the time were Aaron Stevens, who's Aaron Rex on TNA, was Damian Sandow. Uh, John Walters, who uh, was RJ Brewer for... Uh, Lucha Libre USA. Yes, it was Lucha, on MTV2. And, and, for and he was while. also John Walters for Ring of Honor and... Uh, He's former the, pure wrestling champion. Yeah, he was there right there at the beginning of that. Um, 
and then guys that kind of came along with uh, were Warbeer Hansen. Uh, a little later on, Axel Keegan, Mickey Keegan, Ooh. Max Bauer, yes. uh, Tommaso Ciampa of NXT fame. Mm-hmm. A little later on after that, Kofi Kingston for a brief spell. Who's he? <laughs> but yeah, my journey has been a, a long and interesting one. Uh, I started out, when I started out wrestling, I was near 500 pounds. I've gotten down to as low as 310 and yo-yoed somewhere in between 310 and 400 pounds for my entire career. I've done WWE extra work. Uh, I've done WWE tryouts. I've done Ring of Honor tryouts. I've done a lot. <laughs> I've been in the ring with John Cena and Vince McMahon. <laughs> I was going to say that. Could you, like, we've talked about this. If you go back to our old episodes of the Wrestling Podcast about nothing, we talked about this a little bit. But why don't you briefly talk about you in the ring at an independent show for Chaotic Wrestling? John Cena is the referee, and what happens? Well, yeah, John, John Cena is the referee, and uh, I had taken my championship belt and walloped him in the head with it. Why not? Yeah, why not? Well, the, he's the champ, and I, you know, like well, you got to take your shots at the big guys when when you're in the ring with them. That's what Arch and Kane said, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, Rick Fuller, I was wrestling Rick Fuller and former WCW guy, yeah, and he uh, he choke slammed me or something, and then put me in an STF, STFU, if you will. Watch your mouth. <laughs> and my manager Cherry Pan got in the ring and hit him in the balls, and. Uh, Johnny Fabulous, John Cena Sr. get in the ring and stuck his tongue down Cherry Bain's throat. <laughs> and, Again, uh, why not? <laughs> and then uh, while that commotion was happening and they cleared the ring and uh, I started to get up and somebody gets in the ring and it's Vince McMahon. The. The Vince, Vince McMahon. McMahon. And it was the most bizarre feeling of my life because it almost felt like like for, I saw somebody get in the ring. I didn't know who the hell it was at first. So your first instinct is like, is it a fan? And then no, it's just it's just it's just the chairman of WWE. That's all. So just it was complete shoot in terms of you had no idea it was going to happen. No idea, absolutely, positively no idea. Apparently, the only uh, the only one that really knew was John Cena, and that and that was it. Uh, I don't I don't know if Jamie. I don't think Jamie knew. Maybe think, Jamie had an idea, but yeah. not confirmation of it. Uh, Jamie Jimakowski, Catholic Wrestling owner, is who I'm speaking about. And uh, yeah, so he comes over to me and. Uh, he goes, are you the heel or the baby face? And I go, the heel. And Vince McMahon grabs my arm and raises it high above the crowd. And there I am, Mike, just grinning <laughs> ear to ear and just selling it for the crowd. Well, right? You remember that, right? No. And I'm just showing. What do you mean, no? Your your jaw is on the floor. It's <laughs> <laughs> not how I your, remember. Uh, your wide eyes. I remember me and him embracing and right and Brian. smiling, heel laughing, both of us. Yes, I know. Right? I know because this was your profile picture on Facebook <laughs> for about two and a half years. Why wouldn't it be? <laughs> of course. I still get. I still get. Um, you know, I still every once in a while will get like a Facebook message or an email or something. Somebody comes across that video and and just asked me about it and wants like the quick you know cliff notes version of the story yeah um, the video is on your youtube channel it is on my youtube it's not it's like some fan video that was right. taken this is like 2007 so the quality of it is not great it's from a yeah, cell phone camera Blackberry or something. yeah the video does exist someone's uh, flip phone i've never been given it by chaotic wrestling <laughs> many points of contention with chaotic wrestling that's one of them they will not give me a copy of it oh boy I deserve a copy of that. I mean, Jesus, come on. I'm in the ring with the top guy in the business for the last 10 years and, and the guy who completely transformed the wrestling business. There are guys on their roster who have never done that. Right. So, I mean, I don't know. Pretty cool moment I'd like to have possession of. Well, you have the memories, Brian. I do, and it was uh, it was amazing. And uh, so, yeah, I asked Vince. I asked, you know, Vince. <laughs> so what's next? He goes, I'm slapping Cena. He's giving me an FU, and I'm getting the hell out of here. And I go, okay. (laughs) (laughs) And that's exactly what happened. And then John Cena gave me the FU. Well, uh, the attitude adjuster now. And Uh, and that wasn't called, right? You kind of just fed in for it. uh, (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And all all Cena was saying, FU, 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 FU. (laughs) I was like, hell with this guy. Why is he talking? (laughs) That's not not nice. (laughs) I thought he was a baby face. And uh, I rolled to to the outside, and I grabbed Cherry Payne, and I said, that was the greatest effing moment of my life. (laughs) (laughs) That was before I had kids. Yeah, it was before. To be fair, it was before I had kids. But, uh, you know, 
right there, you know, uh, my kids being born and being in the ring with Vince McMahon and John Cena. Uh, one of them is the greatest moment of my life. The other was the birth of my children. <laughs> <laughs> my wife doesn't listen. It's okay. okay. <laughs> but yeah, that's my story. Right now, I'm still actively wrestling. Uh, almost had like a I've, not almost, but I've kind of had like a career rejuvenation. Um, I'd kind of uh, given up on the dream, as they say, um, like a, as of even like a year ago. And you know, uh, after 14 years with Chaotic Wrestling, I, I left the promotion, uh, and it was the best move I ever made. Um, not because of anything like not being affiliated with them. It just it lit a fire under my ass. For the first time, I had to go out and hustle to get bookings. I didn't just have those, you know, one or two I knew a month that were going to happen and put a chip on my shoulder the way it kind of ended with them. I felt like they maybe felt I was all done uh, and were trying to phase me out. And it just gave me a huge chip on my shoulder and just realized it, it made me realize like I'm not ready to be done with this yet. I still very much love it. I still very much love performing. And I think I can do it at a very high level. And I hope to show that in you know, 2017. Uh, I, I hope you do see me on a national level. And uh, that's my goal one way or another, to be seen nationally and internationally. Uh, a big help to that has been hooking up with Beyond Wrestling. Right. Um, they are tremendous. If you are if you you are listening to this right now and you are not familiar with Beyond Wrestling, familiarize yourself with them. Um, just a outstanding promotion. Uh, probably I think probably the number one promotion in New England right now. Um, the shows they run are incredible. Uh, the, the guys that they bring in, who work for them are incredible and what they do for guys careers is incredible uh just the visibility that they offer the platform the biggest in in terms of an independent the biggest um youtube presence out there yeah i think last count i saw like 65,000 youtube subscribers uh they also have an on demand service which has hundreds and hundreds of of subscribers on a monthly basis for the, for their content. So yeah, it's a tremendous platform uh, and I'm really happy to be a part of it. And we'll talk about some upcoming dates I have with them, you know, later on in the show, but yeah. Um, and then I, I'd, I'd be remiss if I didn't uh, mention Atlantic pro wrestling, who's a smaller promotion, um, but really a promotion that kind of, you know, the guys there and uh, my good, our good friend, big Woody just announced he's stepping away this week from, oh, uh, really? from wrestling in general. So I want to thank him, but I want to thank the guys at Atlantic pro wrestling because they're the ones that kind of helped me start to realize that, Hey, this stuff can be fun too. You know what I mean? Like it just doesn't have to be all business all the time. Pro wrestling can be fun. So I, yeah, I do want to thank them. And I've hooked on with top rope promotions who have been around for 15 years and they've been around for forever. And somehow over the course of my career, I never worked for them. And now I work regularly for them. So. Those are probably the two, the three main places I operate in right now. But yeah, it's been a good year, man. 2016 was great. We've been doing this. This has started to grow. This yes. Is, hopefully, we're about to explode with the WPAN. On uh, the NAI Network, yes. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. It gets your turn, Mike. I've talked for forever now. Uh, our, our regular listeners are like, oh, my God. We've heard these <laughs> stories before. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you're uh, born and raised in New Hampshire, and I'm born and raised in Massachusetts, my whole story, I said, you know, I'm a longtime referee. I started out attending Killer Kowalski shows. Killer Kowalski was like, uh, you know, you mentioned him that, you know, you were around him in his later years. But I started attending his shows. He was like the guy that primarily ran independent wrestling shows around the Massachusetts, you know, around the state. And in 92, I started going to his shows just on a whim because I saw an ad in the Boston Herald. And guys like Perry Saturn and Triple H were coming up at that time. I mean, I saw Triple H's first match in person. You know, later on, China and Albert came through there. Uh, my friends, uh, we all attended those shows together. And one by one, they started getting into the wrestling business. Uh, started at, you know going to Kowalski School and learning. Uh, I mean, this is kind of a time, you know, before the internet... The business wasn't quite as open and, you know, as it was, as it's become. So when they learned all the stuff about wrestling from the school, they kind of told me, like, you know, like they taught me the secrets. They told me the lingo. And I was kind of like a, like a fly on the wall on the independent scene. Like no one really knew who I was, but I was always around. So, I mean, there wasn't really much of an independent scene at that time. There was like Kowalski and Tony Rumble was another guy. And of course the what became top rope promotions, but uh, Joe Eugenio was running it as Yankee pro at the time in Southern Massachusetts. And I mentioned Tony rumble, but after college, after I attended college, I mean, I started coming around the independent shows 
in a high school, but after college, I kind of found my way into the ring as a referee for Tony Rumble. Uh, NWA New England was the name of the promotion, and then I went to Chaotic Wrestling, which is where I met you, Brian, and I remained in Chaotic. Best day of your life. Yes, and I remained in Chaotic until 2015, and that's where my extended hiatus began, and except for one match where I came back uh, last month to uh, referee Brian Fury's last match, but... uh, that is the very abridged version of of my story. <laughs> yeah, you really, you really cut it short there. <laughs> I mean, we can also talk about briefly how unlikely it is that um, the two of us will be doing this together, considering uh, the contentious start to our uh, our relationship. So you say there was like a contentious start, but well, I... it wasn't contentious with me. You were just a dick. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we probably got most familiar with each other. On those long drives to Delaware. Yeah, which you wanted in friggin' silence. <laughs> <laughs> killer, uh, uh, not Killer Kowalski, but uh, Jim Kettner ran the ECWA. Uh, that was a famous promotion in Delaware that was uh, the promotion behind the Super 8 tournament, which was huge in the Indies in hey, the I 90s. Was in that. You were in that, and you were the first fat guy, right? First, fat, first and only fat guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's in the record books, first fat guy. So I would referee for them for a good year and a half, two years, and you worked for them for for a good spell, and we would uh, do these drives, these seven, eight-hour drives to Delaware, and you know we became good friends over that period, right? We did not. We did not become good friends over those. Well, you wanted to talk all the time, and sometimes, you know, silence is golden. You didn't. You never said these things to whoever we were happen to be traveling with. It was just me, <laughs> just me. But, I think maybe our relationship turned on one of these when uh, uh, I wrestled Mega, and uh, you. Uh, he came out to the song "Old White Lover" in the house, and you said, "Stand back, the old white lovers in the house." I said, "What?" <laughs> stand back the wait love is in the house and i was playing some wide-eyed crazy gimmick and i just started laughing in the ring well you're crazy so you're laughing and then uh <laughs> we listened to some serious x or probably just xm at that point on the uh, ride home and uh, lo and behold oh wait love in the house comes on the radio <laughs> on the ride home and it propelled us to uh, the rest of the way home without dying so yes, yes. <laughs> and uh i mean after that we started working together outside of wrestling our shoot jobs we're at the same place uh, for like seven years, so we got <laughs> seven years. I oh, felt, you were there I felt for like forty five. <laughs> it was it, my, my yeah, mine was like ten years. It felt like fifty, and it probably took twelve off my life. <laughs> <laughs> so we did that for a while, and then uh, in twenty fifteen. Uh, that ended. So we, we went our separate ways, Brian, but I guess you couldn't get enough of me, so BDA Radio asked you to do a podcast. Yes, they, their idea was for the Brian Malonis podcast. And then you... <laughs> You were you had missed me so so you invited me along. To yeah, I think be you thought I was going to ask you to be like almost like a producer or something, right? Like, is that kind of what I you guess. were initially thinking? Yeah, yeah. No, I, my whole idea at the time was to be the co-host. I thought it was. A, I knew we had good uh, good conversations. <laughs> yeah, for the most part. <laughs> no, no awkward, uh, no awkward <laughs> pauses. <laughs> Which probably why we never fooled around, right? <laughs> What? Come on, it's a Seinfeld spot. Uh, oh, 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 oh. You don't remember the good conversation girl Jerry had and uh, set her up with George? Kind of. Well, it's like a weird turn all of a sudden now. <laughs> <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that. There's, there's nothing wrong with it at all. No, my father's gay. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely getting edited out. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, so, yeah, we started this uh, like last May. And yeah, this is episode 39, as I said from the top. And of course, if you want to catch up on everything you've missed, please subscribe to the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing, wherever you get your podcasts. Or you can look us up at bdaradio.com. Every episode's there. And plus, every Thursday, we're going to give you more content with the BDA Radio bonus episodes. We'll do a different topic every week, and it's voted on by the listeners at the WPAN on Twitter. That's our Twitter handle, at the WPAN. And plus, it's the new home of Merv Griffin time, our feedback segment, and we just started an illustrious Hall of Fame, Brian. The Heel Laugh Hall of Fame. You're way behind this thing. And find our BDA bonus episodes on the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing podcast feed 
on your favorite platform or visit BDARadio.com. You know, we reached out to, to uh, the first inductee and uh, to be on the show and accept his award, but uh, even though he's a man of God, he told us to go to hell. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what that was about. <laughs> so go check out last... No, we had some clout in the business. <laughs> go check out episode one of the BDA bonus episodes that is on the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing feed. If you're uh, new to the NAI network here, be sure to check out all the other great podcasts here on the feed like DDT Wrestling, The Pipe Bomb with McCool and Company, Rant with Ant, Late Night Liam, Indie Pop, they talk all about independent wrestling, and twice a month, The Inside Perspective with our good friend Scotty Slade. All right, and of course, follow us on Twitter at the WPAN, Facebook, it's facebook.com slash the WPAN. We're also on Instagram at the WPAN. And I guess we should get right into this, Brian. We should hit him with our best stuff right off the bat. Uh, sure. Sure, Mike. As you know, Brian, and I have no problem admitting this, I love the dirt sheets. That's what some people call the insider wrestling newsletters and news sites. It's what I do. Gotta take the dirt sheets. Love a good sheet. I've been knee-deep in this stuff since the day I found out they existed. But you? Not so much. So... With that in mind, I present to you the WPAN's most requested segment, America's Game. Is it? <clears throat> We're doing the dirt sheet shuffle. Da, da, da. There it is, folks. <laughs> And there goes all those people clicking off <laughs> this podcast. For those of you that stuck with us, thank you very much. <laughs> I mean, we put all that money into the, the intro here of the uh, WPAN and the NAI network, so there's no money left over to get our dirt sheet shuffle jingle done. We put all that money into the yeah, intro. Yeah, why aren't we getting any money from like BDA Radio <laughs> or, or NAI to pump into the show? Like, What the hell's going on here? You're, you're, you're the business guy. You're the negotiation guy. What's happening? You're getting clobbered in these uh, negotiations. We're going to prove our worth here, Brian. We're going to prove our worth. And you're going to prove your worth right here with the Dirt Sheet Shuffle because we've done this six times we've played this game. And you are batting 500. You are three and three. Uh, I'm, I'm undefeated when you play fairly, though. Oh, Jesus. Are we going to get back to this again? <laughs> All right, Brian. This is the way you play the game. And, folks, you guys can play at home as well. We're going to give you three news stories from those pro wrestling news sites, and it's news with a Z. Which one of these three stories did not actually get reported? Doesn't matter if it's true or not. Which one did not get reported by these fly-by-night wrestling news sites? Brian, are you ready? I'm ready. Story number one. Kurt Angle has been rumored to be returning for years, and we can confirm right here that he's back. It's happening. After making his name in Pro Wrestlers vs. Zombies and Sharknado 2, Kurt Angle is back in motion pictures. The Olympic gold medalist is set to play a wrestler, yes, a wrestler, named Sledgehammer Sullivan in a Major League-style movie, like Major League, the baseball movie, about the pro wrestling business. It's true, Brian. It's damn true. I want that to be true. <laughs> so your initial thoughts on story number one? I don't know. It does, I, I, right now, I mean, without even seeing the other two, this is probably what I'm going to go with. But uh, I hope this is true. All right. We'll see. We'll see. Now story number two, Brian. Shiver me timbers. Jesus. The WWE United Kingdom Championship Tournament takes place this weekend after press time, Brian. And after the initial press conference, a number of the wrestlers present did not make the final cut for the show, while others like Mark Andrews and Danny Birch were added to the show. One talent originally invited to compete was Paul Birchall, who was under WWE contract from 2005 to 2010, but he quietly walked to the plank when he was told that he'd have to reprise the pirate character he wasn't very <laughs> fond of to get the spot. All right, this is gonna be a t this is gonna be a little tougher than uh, tougher than I thought yeah. this week. All right, I've, I've I've not seen the name Paul Birchall in like <laughs> I don't know how many years. Well, you don't uh, delve into the dirt sheets very often, do you? 
Uh, not not as often as you, Mike. And that's the whole point of this game. All right, so is my name in them? Probably, I'm probably not looking at it then. <laughs> no, not at this point. All right, number three. Story number three. Anthem held Marathon Impact Wrestling TV tapings over this past week. The first under the Blue Bird banner, Brian. And among the names returning to make an impact in various roles were Jeff Jarrett, Dutch Mantel, Davey Richards, Brooke Tessmacher, and Cody Rhodes. But perhaps the most valuable person of all coming back to TNA is one Don West, the TV pitchman whose role will be to help chip away at the mountains of old merchandise collecting dust in the TNA warehouse. That's story number three. Oh, man. <laughs> what? <laughs> Having trouble here? Yes. <laughs> right. Well, let's review those stories real quick before we uh, get to your... I wonder why you were late this morning. You were, you were really crafting up some... Uh... Some gems? All right. Well, let's review them before we get your thoughts. Story number one, Kurt Angle is coming back to the movies. He is going to play a wrestler in a major league style movie about the pro wrestling business. Number two, the UK tournament's happening this weekend. One guy who was invited but is not participating, Paul Burchill, because they wanted him to play the pirate again. But I don't want to be a pirate. <laughs> and number three, Impact Wrestling. A number of people came back, the most valuable of which may be Don West, who is back to try to get rid of all that old merchandise in the TNA warehouse. All right, you know how we do it, Brian. You're going to talk me through this as we figure out which one of these stories was not reported by wrestling news sites. <laughs> oh, um, so I'm really out of the loop, I guess, with the dirt sheets, because <laughs> if two of these were reported, I haven't seen any of them. I thought this was going to be uh, slam dunk easy. Thought th I thought you completely made up the Kurt Angle story. Oh, boy. Well. Wow. Speechless. Yeah. Um... Let's see. I th I th I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess the the UK tournament one is true. Uh, that sounds like something WWE would probably do uh, if they were gonna bring Virtual back. Probably make him a pirate. So I'll I'll I'll, I'll eliminate that one right off the bat. I'll say okay. that that one that one's true, and that leaves me with uh, number one and number number three. Um, you know, it's it's kind of funny because I because I, I did pay a little bit of attention to the to the TNA tapings. And I did not see that Cody Rhodes was a part of them. So that's what's kind of making me start to think maybe that TNA story is the one that's not, you know, that hasn't been reported. So I think, oh, boy. But the name, the, the name of the character in the Kurt Angle movie just sounds outrageous. But then Hollywood always has an outrageous view of, of pro wrestling and wants to give the 1970s style name to pro wrestling characters. So um, I, think, I think I'm going to lock in my answer here, Mike. All right. I think I'm going to go with story C, the, the the TNA story there. I think that has not been reported. I, I haven't heard anything about Don West, uh, and I didn't hear anything about Cody Rhodes at the taping. So I'm going to go with C, lock it in. You mean three? Three, whatever. The third one you did. <laughs> right. The TNA story I do not believe was reported in, in the dirt sheets recently. All right. You don't think that Don West is back with Impact Wrestling. You heard nothing about this, and you know, you're know you not sure about this Cody Rhodes thing I either, right? I either three on any of these, but... <laughs> okay, so you picked number three, story number three, and Brian Malonis, the kingpin, you are incorrect! Uh, <laughs> it's going to be my first instinct, isn't it? Dips below 500. <laughs> Brian Malone is for the first time. Story number one was Kurt Angle is back in the movies playing a wrestler named Sledgehammer Sullivan. And that's true. That's damn true, Brian. It is a story reported. The screenplay was written by Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian, who if I included that in the story, you probably would even think of more that it's fake. <laughs> but it's completely true. This was reported online. And you can look it up. Kurt Angle is going to star in this movie, apparently. I don't know if they're going to see the light of day, but this major league for wrestling. So that's story number one. So the fake story 
was story number two. The first one I eliminated. Paul Burchill, yes. <laughs> I think the same thing happened last time. You eliminated... <laughs> yes, I'm pretty sure You eliminated the correct one right off the bat. Uh, yeah. There were a number of guys that actually were introduced at the press conference and didn't end up being part of the tournament, but Paul Burchill was not one of them. He was never uh, a part of this thing, and I don't know. I just came up with that. <laughs> well, lottie that's freaking just, da for that's you just the, way, that's the way i do it brian that's the way i do and for impact wrestling cody rhodes was on one of the days at least one of the days of the tv tapings and i just saw this morning a video with don west proclaiming that he's back and they're going to be selling merchandise from tna shop at 70 80 90 percent off <laughs> All right, I gotta get over to tnashop.com or whatever. Yes, I think it is tnashop.com. <laughs> but yeah, Don West is back, baby. He's back, baby. So yes, Don West is back. You are incorrect. Story number two was the made-up story. All right, well, thanks for listening this week, folks. <laughs> <laughs> so Brian dips to three and four in terms of his. Dirt Sheet Shuffle. All right. We get it. Okay. All right. So <laughs> on that note, we will close out this segment the only way I know how. The victor goes to spoils. We're doing the Dirt Sheet Shuffle. Da, da, da. Woo. <laughs> oh, Feeling no. good. A new addition to uh, the jingle. <laughs> yeah. A little, a little woo. It never hurt anybody, right? He's not doing a podcast anymore, right? So we can take his stuff. Sure. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Why not? All right, Brian. We're going to do something a little different. Let's do a voicemail. We get voicemails at the Wrestling Podcast about nothing, and we want to get your voicemail. So put this number in your phone right now, 401-584-9726. That's 401-584-WPAN. All right, here is our voicemail for this week, Brian. Crocky, you piece of trash, never mind. Right. Hey, guys, this is Triple H Guy 2004. Um, Steven, um... Crockett, um, Malonis, um, Wrestle Kingdom 11, plain and simple. That was a great match. It was nothing more, nothing less. Dave Meltzer tends to overrate stuff, pretty much what you guys said, and it was a good match. I loved it. It was fun to watch, and that's what I think of that match. Uh, keep up the good work. Uh, see you guys later. All right, one of the oldest, you know, the longest supporters of the wrestling podcast about nothing, Stephen at HHS. Yeah, dare, dare I say our number one fan? I think so. I think so. You've, you've we seen appreciate him? it, Stephen. Yeah, I saw Steve, see Stephen uh, at shows from time to time at Chaotic Wrestling. Uh, I saw him. We took a picture together and tweeted it out. So uh, yeah, if, if you're and hey, if you're a listener of the WPAN and you uh, you see me at a show, I'm out there selling my merch. Come over. Let's take a picture. We'll get it out. We'll get it out on the uh, WPAN. Uh, Twitter, you know Twitter, and 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 uh, yeah, and I love feedback. So you're not going to see Mike Crockett at wrestling shows, that's for sure. So not often, <laughs> but uh, no, I'd love to hear the feedback uh, from the fans and interact with the fans, not only uh, via Twitter and Facebook and all that stuff. But hey, if you come to a show and you see me in person, come up, hit me up. Let's talk about the podcast. Let's get grab a picture together. Hey, grab a T-shirt, grab an eight by ten. <laughs> Give a little cashola. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, he mentioned in there Wrestle Kingdom 11. We talked about that last week on episode 38. If you're hearing this now, you can go back to the BDA radio archives of the wrestling podcast about nothing of fight episode 38. You can find all of our episodes from the very beginning. Uh, if you're interested in hearing more of the wrestling podcast, oh, about you nothing, will be. You will be interested. There's lots yes. of good stuff over there. There is lots of interviews, lots of. Uh, Backstage stories, stuff like that. Warbeard Hanson, Dijak, Tommaso Ciampa. How about that? Huh? Yes. Uh, who else? Max Bauer, former NXT talent. Todd Sinclair. Brian Webster, formerly of IWCCW fame. Yeah, lots of lots of good stuff over there. So Make sure you go and check that out at uh, BDARadio.com or just search Wrestling Podcast About Nothing on your favorite podcast platform. But thank you very much to Steven, even though he kind of called me a piece of trash at the beginning, I think. <laughs> I think he kind of called you a piece of trash. <laughs> I think he called you a piece of trash. <laughs> That's not very nice. But uh, we still appreciate your yeah, support, Steven. Yet extremely accurate. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We want to hear from you guys. Please get your voicemails in. We will play them right here on the podcast. Call 401 584 that's 
WPAN. Or we make it even easier for you. Go to Facebook.com slash the WPAN on your phone. And after you click like, click the blue call now button. You'll be sent directly to our voicemail. Leave us a message. We will play it right here on the WPAN on the NAI network. All right, Brian. This past week, I asked the listeners out there on Twitter at the WPAN of these announced names, who is the most likely winner of the 2017 Royal Rumble? Well, why wasn't I on the list? Uh, you're oh, it's the announced names. Yeah, okay. Oh, spoiler alert. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, all right, we had the four names were Goldberg, Brock Lesnar, The Undertaker, and Braun Strowman. Who do you think won the poll? Do I think? I mean, I'm looking at the freaking oh, results God right now, right on the screen. Ah, oh, damn it! <laughs> it's it, the who won the poll is exactly who I, who who I expected to win it, or who I would have guessed. A couple months ago, you probably wouldn't have expected it, but the Undertaker won the poll, sixty-two percent. In second place was Braun Strowman with twenty-two percent, and then you had Goldberg at twelve and. Brock Lesnar at 4%, which, you know, a couple months ago, you wouldn't have thought if Brock Lesnar was in the Royal Rumble, he would get 4% of the vote. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, a lot of rumors that The Undertaker is going on to something big at WrestleMania. At one point, it was The Undertaker versus John Cena, if you were led to believe the uh, dirt sheets. But now they're saying that that's not on the books anymore. And so this kind of even more puts into question who would win the Royal Rumble. I want him to be the Undertaker, and we'll we'll get into who I hope he faces at WrestleMania. And we've got a couple comments here on Twitter. Uh, Cody Collier at Cody Collier thirty seven on Twitter said either Undertaker or Strowman, in my opinion, will win. Chad Wensloff at C Wens seventy on Twitter says he hopes none. He'd rather see the spot go to a full time younger guy like Seth Baron Corbin or Rusev. Um, I guess we can get into this now. It's let's talk about the Royal Rumble a little bit here, Brian. Yes. Um, so the confirmed names we talked about: Undertaker, Goldberg, Brock Lesnar, and Braun Strowman. You also got in there confirmed: Dean Ambrose, The Miz, Seth Rollins, Dolph Ziggler. You have all three members of the New Day, plus Chris Jericho and Baron Corbin. Now that we have what is this like about twelve names? Does anyone else stick out to you besides the Undertaker? Um, I mean, of the announced names, I mean, maybe, maybe Braun Strowman, you know, I don't know. I mean, I hope not. I, 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 I'd, I'd like to see them take a slower approach with him, but he's definitely gained a lot of momentum lately uh, and the look and the way he moves and just everything kind of seems to be kind of coming together for Braun Strowman. So Braun Strowman, I guess would probably be uh, the other name that sticks out there. I don't, I don't think it will be Goldberg or Lesnar. Uh, maybe Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins would be the other one I think could possibly... You know, I I I'd actually pick Seth Rollins to be the Iron Man this year. I'm guessing he comes in at like three or four and is there to the end. That that that, that that'd be my pick for the Iron Man this year. Yeah, but you don't think he'll win? Think Not necessarily. A, no, no. I, th- I think I mean I think it's kind of obvious where they're going with with Seth Rollins. I I think it's going to be him and Triple H at WrestleMania. What about if you got Kevin Owens as your Universal Champion currently? I mean, I don't know about after the Rumble, but what do you say if Chris Jericho wins the Royal Rumble, Kevin Owens retains, and then you have that dynamic of Kevin Owens possibly against Chris Jericho at WrestleMania? It could be a good story. I just don't think it's going to happen. I, I mean, we can talk about the other matches later, but I, I think you see what's happening here in WWE. They're starting to gear up for WrestleMania season. Uh Maybe some of the guys who are current champions might not be champions so much longer as we head into, you know, head towards WrestleMania. Because history tells us that the WWE is going to go with the guys that they think are the biggest draws. And I think you kind of know who the WWE thinks are their big draws. And you had guys like uh, Alberto Del Rio, we talked about actually on last Thursday's podcast. He won the Royal Rumble in Boston. You know, he wasn't necessarily the, the the top guy, right? But I mean, there are other matches that ended up being bigger than that. Well, there's so much there's so much time first off in between the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. There's probably what four pay per views in between. Well, I mean, this year, I don't, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah something like that. There's tons of time in between, and plenty of time to get out of whoever wins the Rumble. Also, too, with two brands now. I mean, you could go with a guy you're trying to elevate on one of the brands, but not necessarily. So that's why they maybe, hey, maybe they do uh, Jericho and, and Owens, uh, but that doesn't end up being the main event of, of WrestleMania. Because I just don't think, I don't think Owens versus Jericho would main event WrestleMania. 
No, I don't. I don't think it would either. But I but mean, I mean, I they might do it for the title. Yeah, match. they might do it for the universal title. Uh, that's right. for sure. But I I get the feeling that whatever the universal title match is will probably end up being the main event of WrestleMania. And, right. And, and and it'll it'll be you know, it'll be the the guys that you would expect are going to be in that spot. And looking at the list here. I mean, it just, <laughs> the SmackDown side seems a little light. I guess if we're going with uh, a SmackDown guy who would uh, come out on top in the Rumble, maybe Baron Corbin. I mean, people have said, I know Chip from uh, the Check in the Boots podcast, our good friends, he, after he saw the segment with The Miz, said The Miz is winning the Royal Rumble. Do you see that happening? No, I don't, I don't see the Miz. <laughs> I don't see the Miz because that would probably mean John Cena wins the uh, wins the championship, and I don't think they're going to do John Cena and the Miz again at WrestleMania. No? Just a hunch. Come on, <laughs> twice in a lifetime. I think the Miz is right right where he needs to be. I think it's a perfect spot. He's crushing it, uh, but I think he's right where he needs to be. I think I think he is where he needs to be on the card, that kind of upper middle echelon type thing. But I don't think. I don't think you're going to see a time where the Miz is the WWE champion again. I just don't. All right. Uh, now you've actually competed in a bunch of Royal Rumbles? Rumble type yeah. matches. I mean, not in the WWE yet, but uh, <laughs> in fact, you just did one over the holidays, right? I sure did for a top row promotions. I sure did Spindle City Rumble. I sure did. Now, before something like this, I mean, I know it's not WWE; it's on a smaller scale. But how much direction are you given, like going into a rumble match? On this level, I've been anywhere from it's completely overbooked, like probably like a Royal Rumble, to nothing at all. <laughs> you know, like I've and, and, and everywhere in between. Uh, the one I did for Top Rope, peeling back the curtain a little bit, was pretty like the pretty organized, like right. Uh, but I've also done some where it's just just go out there in this order, and here are the final four guys. Other than that, nothing else is is discussed. Like they would tell you, like you know, you make sure you go out after this guy goes. Yeah, out. you might get of direction thing? of like go out to this guy or this guy eliminates this guy or things of that nature. You know, um, I, I mean, in, in an indie show, it's the timing of it is not going to be as precise as what WWE, you know, is going to want. I'm guessing WWE like has the 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 down to the second of when they want a guy going out and who's eliminating them and who's in the ring together at the same time and uh, I guarantee every single solitary second of that Royal Rumble is probably booked pretty heavily. Yeah, I think that's pretty much confirmed especially by uh Bruce Pritchard on his podcast that they yeah. are very meticulous with the Royal Rumble. And I suppose if you're just in there for kind of a one off as opposed to if you're got a future program coming up there's more um there's more direction. Like if you're being booked with a guy uh, going forward, then I'm sure there's going to be something, some sort of interaction they want you to have. <laughs> Tag teams always miraculously come in very close to each other. Yes. <laughs> now, have you ever booked a Royal Rumble? I know you you were a booker as well for Chaotic Wrestling for a period. Now, did you ever book a Rumble? I did, yeah. Uh, me and Tarzan did. Uh, and we booked it pretty meticulously. Like we had ideas of like who we wanted eliminating who and when we wanted guys out and um, I mean it wasn't down to the minute detail because I just I don't believe in micromanaging everything up until that point um, but I mean it was what it was it, I mean we, the, we got the story across we wanted to I may have over, overbooked the finish a little bit and it came across kind of wonky but uh, what was the it was with Preston and Fury and Brick, and I don't even remember how it all kind of went, but long story short, Brian Fury won it. Um, and the way I wanted to book it uh, got poo-pooed. I, I wanted uh, Brick Mastone just to completely... After they Turn eliminated, because Brick Mastone and Fury were together, right? And Brick I wanted, right? And I wanted, I wanted the final two to be Brick and Fury, and and Brick to just eliminate himself. Um, for because I, I wanted Fury like with his students to be kind of like a cult leader. I wanted to have that sort of feel to it, like that he wasn't just their teacher, but like kind of like their messiah, so, so to speak. Okay. And uh, Tarzan overruled me. And uh, so Brick just kind of sacrificed himself to eliminate Jimmy Preston, leaving Fury as the winner. But it, it, it didn't kind of come off great, if I remember correctly. When you're talking this over with the guys, is it just like you grab all 20 and 30 whatever guys in a room and you run through the what you want to happen? Yeah, I mean, you, you, you kind of get everybody you get, get everybody together, kind of go through a quick overview, and, the, and then the guys who have specific spots, you get together with them individually. and uh, So it's both. It's actually both. You okay. do you know, kind of a, a general kind of group meeting and then, and then get together with the individual participants you know, to go over the, the key spots you want to get over. 
And you should probably go over it with the referees too, so they know what the finish is, right? We talked about this on a previous. Uh, <laughs> the referee I mean, confessional, not, not specific uh, um, eliminations, but the, the the winner, the final thing. Yeah, I definitely went over with the referees. You were, I'm sure, you were a referee at the time. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the referee <laughs> confessional episode of the wrestling podcast about nothing. Uh, we talk about a uh, a moment where I wasn't aware of the finish, and it, it all got screwed up. It all went to hell. But uh, yeah, thanks a lot. It was my match. <laughs> all right, let's. So let's talk a little bit more about the rubble match and then we'll move on here possible surprises we've uh, heard rumored around the uh, around well, the dirt I, sheets i have made a prediction yes you I have i do think Shawn michaels is gonna end up being in the rumble even after he appeared on monday and made no mention of it or, or they kind of teased it but he poo-pooed it he said don't pressure me no peer pressure i'm not coming back they chanted one more match i'm not coming back you're still holding on to hope it's happening, Mike. <laughs> it's happening. Shawn Michaels is going to be in the Royal Rumble. But, uh, I mean, let's talk about some other surprises in case that one doesn't come to fruition. Yes. Uh, I, I actually think Triple H might end up being a surprise to you know set up him and Rollins. We've talked about Nakamura possibly being a surprise. Conspicuous by his absence on the last NXT TV tapings was Samoa Joe. Maybe Samoa Joe is a surprise. Uh, surprise entrant. Well, you said on our first episode of this year that it was going to be Samoa Joe versus Brock Lesnar this year at SummerSlam. Right. It's not until SummerSlam, though. Okay. Yeah, so we have a little summer, time. Yeah, it's not until SummerSlam. But it looks like Samoa Joe is kind of getting poised for a you know a move to the main roster in WWE away from NXT. Um, he was completely absent. from. Yeah, I think he had a dark match on the NXT tapings, uh, but did not appear in any televised segments so i mean kenny omega kind of floated out that he possibly is leaving japan so you want um you wonder could he be like the aj styles type surprise this year i don't know they say that his contract is through the end of january so it wouldn't be possible even if it was you know even if he's possibly coming to wwe so I, I don't necessarily think he would be anyways. I don't know that Kenny Omega has the name recognition that AJ that, I mean because everybody, everybody makes the comparison to AJ Styles, but the 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 uh big difference is AJ Styles has been a TV star in the United States for what? More than a decade, <laughs> you know, so he did have the Amer- there's there was a good segment of the American TV audience that was familiar with AJ Styles. Kenny Omega has never had a run on US TV. But he's made great uh, strides, I mean, within the past few weeks. He has, yeah, but he still doesn't have, you know, a decade-long track record of being on American TV every single week, which AJ Styles, it was with TNA. But, I mean, TNA was on Spike TV at one point. You know, I I I think the more casual wrestling fan has a better potential to be familiar with AJ Styles than they do Kenny Omega. I mean, I think that's, you know, unquestionable at this point. Um, I don't know. I mean, there's always potential for, like, legends to come back. You know, a Booker T or Kevin Nash, who we talked about on our bonus episode last week. You know, somebody of that. I don't necessarily think those two guys, but somebody like that, a boogeyman, you know. What about we talked about him on the Dirt Sheet Shuffle, Kurt Angle? That has been rumored as well. Um, I don't, I don't know. I just I don't see Kurt Angle coming back to WWE. I mean, look, they wouldn't clear Daniel Bryan. And if you believe all the stories about Kurt Angle's health, I mean... He's not like his neck and his stuff is not in the best of shape. You got to imagine he has some serious, uh, he's had some serious concussions over the years. I, I just don't think medically Kurt Angle is going to be ever be cleared by a WWE doctor. Maybe I'm completely wrong. I, I just I can't imagine. I, I can't imagine what the litany of health problems that Kurt Angle has had that WWE doctors would ever clear him to come back. Yeah, I mean, back in the day, you could get away with putting a guy in there, in a, especially in a rumble, no bumps. You know, he just goes out and does his thing, but. The way they are with the doctors these days, it it's a little harder to believe that we'll see him. Is, is I'll it, see. I think we'll see him in yeah. some capacity. Is at it some wor- point. Is it worth it for WWE at this point to take that risk? You know, I mean, is Kurt Angle the the draw that you know that he once was? I, I don't know. I, I I mean, I'm sure the crowd would react right. enormously for him, but. Um. Ultimately, if they don't do it versus the, them doing it, risk reward type of thing. I just, I just don't see them doing it. I could see him as like a commissioner. I mean, we talked about uh, Mick Foley possibly going away for a little bit. He's having surgery at some point in his hip. Maybe Kurt Angle is the new Raw commissioner. I guess we'll 
I have to oh, see about that. Authority figures. I'm, I'm floating that out there. Yes. <laughs> Brian loves authority figures in wrestling. They never get stale. Not uh, at all. Okay. Ty Dillinger, who I think is this is kind of like a fan creation where they really just want to see him come in as, as number 10 because he does the whole 10 gimmick. I mean, I don't think, think this has been reported really anywhere, but the no, fans and I, and have I don't think it's this. happening. I don't think it's happening. We'll see. I, I just, I, I don't think it's happening. <laughs> and, and finally, I mean, Finn Balor has said that he won't be ready for the Royal Rumble, but Finn Balor has teased on Twitter many times before he actually showed up on Raw that he was going to Raw. He'd be there this Monday, blah, 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 blah. He's, ha- he's known for uh, playing games on social media. Do you think we'll see Finn Balor back at the Royal Rumble? I don't. I mean, knowing the severity of the injury, I mean, I don't know, unless he has the super Wolverine healing strength that, that John Cena somehow has. I guess you never say never, but I I don't think so. I don't think we see Finn Balor in the Rumble. I think we do. Ooh. We'll see, and hopefully I pick his number in the, in the Rumble pool. <laughs> and we have a uh, Finn Balor as the winner once again. Uh, okay, folks, we're going to talk more about the Rumble next week. We'll get into all the matches and stuff like that. But what do you think about uh, the Royal Rumble? Who Who's your surprise? Who do you think is going to be a surprise this year? Who's your pick to win the Royal Rumble? Go to Twitter at the WPAN on Twitter, or go to Facebook, facebook.com slash the WPAN. Share with us your thoughts on the 2017 Royal Rumble. Can I can I just say, like, here's my ultimate Royal Rumble pay-per-view scenario. Okay. <laughs> like, here, here it is. Let me lay it out for you. I want... <laughs> I want... John Cena to win the WWE title. Yes. Roman Reigns to win the Universal title. Oh, boy. And then, like, Randy Orton to win the Royal Rumble. (laughs) And that would just be, like, the internet and Twitter would explode. Uh, Just there'd be movements of canceling WWE Network and boycott (laughs) Raw and SmackDown. And it would just be – or Triple H. That would be the ultimate. If Triple H came back and won the Rumble – and then riots in the streets (laughs) it would just be like uh, oh like we would have so much to talk about like as podcasters (laughs) this is what we should be hoping for brian because the world would cease to exist as we know it if those three things all happen on the same night sometimes you just want to see the world burn don't you absolutely and (laughs) wwe would be smart to do it because everybody would be talking about their product and nobody would turn away here's the thing people complain all the time and they still tune in and watch and order the network and watch the pay-per-views and watch Raw and SmackDown. So, I don't know. <laughs> like, well, we'll see, and we'll oh. uh, we'll update you on uh, oh, the. Oh, please let that happen. On please. The, <laughs> we'll update you on all of the uh, the terror if that were to happen on the wrestling podcast or nothing. Uh, okay, Brian, it's time for our promo about nothing. But first, before we get into all that, let's talk about our sponsor. People ask me, "What do you mean, BDAradio.com? What does the BDA stand for? Burying a deity in an advertisement? What's that look for, Brian? (laughs) You look like you just smelled something. (laughs) It might be a long way to get to this, Brian. But I'm talking about AJ Styles, the world champion, the WWE world champion, being placed in the back row of a poster pushing the Royal Rumble. Did you see this? Oh, I did. Yes. All the nonsense. So he's a deity, and this is an advertisement for the Royal Rumble. So they're burying a deity oh, in an advertisement. I, I, I had some way to get to the BDA. But uh, people aren't happy about it, Brian. They're not going to stand for it. But what they will stand for is what BDA Radio stands for, and that's the most unique commentary on mixed martial arts and pro wrestling on the Internet. They don't break news. They break the news with their wild commentary regarding MMA and wrestling. Head over to BDARadio.com and check out all the latest news on UFC, Bellator, WWE, and much more. BDA Radio is the site that loves the fights. Okay. Get it? Sure. Get it? No, I don't. Face that runs the place? Oh. Site that loves the fights? This one was a complete stretch, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) We've done 39 of these, Brian. We need a break. (laughs) I'm dying for more wrestlers to come up with names that begin with B, D, and A. <laughs> All right, Brian, let's move on to the promo about nothing. Now, the promo about nothing, if you haven't heard us before, is we share with you a bad promo, a weird promo, a promo that goes completely off the rails. Strange, wacky, interesting. That's what that's what the promo about nothing is all about. 
And this one is a little bit of everything, I think, Brian. It is from 1976. Goodness, this might be the oldest promo I'm about pr- nothing. I'm pretty damn sure it's the oldest promo that we've ever presented. You dug into the archives for this I one. I sure did. It is from Memphis Wrestling. You probably remember watching this live. You're what, like 10 or 12? Uh, Brian. <laughs> no, I did not live in Memphis, Brian. This is localized television. And this is wrestling with Batman. Oh boy. Yes, Adam West, Batman. Have you seen this? I have not seen this. All no. right, we're going to check this out right now, and we'll talk about it at length because there's going to be a lot to talk about. Take a listen to this promo about nothing. Uh, you're going to be in town all this weekend, is that correct? Yes, I am, and thank you very much. I must apologize. I didn't have a ticket. Uh, kids, don't do as I just did. I sneaked in. <laughs> Because I'm on a case. And I'm working undercover. That's why I'm not wearing my complete outfit. I I wanted to be inconspicuous. I didn't want anyone to recognize me. But there is a rumor that Mr. Freeze and Penguin are here in Memphis because of the radical change in the weather. And that they have a hookup. A hookup with the evil king of Memphis. Hmm who just might be wrestling here this morning. Do you you know who this is? Is that who I think it is? Yes, it is. What what is this? Well, what does it look like? Tell me, what does it look like? I heard he was going to be here today, so I dressed appropriately. That's what it is, the Super King. What else? Okay, you see, maybe you're going to be able to give us some help uh, with this guy here. You're you're on the case, and I think we're going to need all the help we can get with with uh, the king. Well, now he, you know, I, I've heard he's had his troubles with the Joker and the Penguin and Mister Freeze, but he hadn't handled the king yet. And I got somebody in a box that I'm going to bring out here in just a few minutes that'll make the Joker make a Joker look like Mickey Mouse. I can tell you that. I've heard about your box, but. I want to say that that costume that you're wearing, if you are indeed the evil king of Memphis, has been stolen from a friend of mine, Soup. <laughs> Superman. I call him Soup. Right. And I think that Spider-Man, Spidey Baby, would probably object to. By the way, looking at you, I don't think it's too late for you. I think it possibly, if you change some of your habits, some of your methods of wrestling if you used your left and right turn indicator in your car (laughs) did other things that people normally do when they're polite and courteous and you weren't such a naughty mean person it wouldn't be too late for you and I can see that you're not familiar with these rednecks that we have around here. Rednecks. That's exactly right. That's right. I tell you what, gentlemen, well, I think they're splendid people to me, and they're bat fans. I know they are. And I think it's insulting to call them rednecks. I, I think maybe we uh, we better settle this elsewhere. And uh, again, uh, both of you are going to be at the. I got Frank in here anyway. Both of you are going to be down at the Cook Convention Center at the uh, car show all yes, this weekend, and uh, maybe you can settle it there. Badman, appreciate you coming by, and uh, thank you very much. You He's not a nice with, with man. Here. No, he is not. Uh, he has some some nasty habits, as you say, and maybe he'll change some. Yes, I, I really I feel that uh, it's possible that uh, we could help rehabilitate him, possibly in Gotham State Prison. Okay, Brian. <laughs> you wanted weird. You wanted strange. That is perhaps one of the strangest promos in wrestling history. I, I will say so. So one one thing you can kind of point to here, and kind of put in the the wrestler, uh, you know, give a plus mark to, on the wrestler side versus the actor side is clearly uh, Adam West is having some trouble just shooting off the hip, doing this on the fly, and. Uh, I mean, wrestlers, we kind of make our livings on reacting and, and doing things on the fly. And yeah, so I mean, right there, he was very uncomfortable, you could tell, by not having like this script to follow. Well, this was 11 o'clock Saturday morning. It was the traditional Memphis TV time slot. They did it every Saturday. And in its heyday... Was this live? Like, yes. Ah, okay. In its heyday, almost half the TVs that were turned on in Memphis were tuned to Saturday morning wrestling. It was that huge in Memphis. And so Adam West is in town for this car show, as they mentioned at the end there. And he is strongly rumored 
that he was still drunk from the night before. <laughs> <laughs> he was like a little slurring slightly, and he did call Jerry Lawler naughty. <laughs> <laughs> quite bewildered there. His so, friend Soup, yes, <laughs> and Spidey Baby, which <laughs> which he's crossing enemy lines there in terms of comic books, which would be a big no-no if uh, DC were to get wind of this. And I think DC did get wind of this because he was told he couldn't wear his full costume on the air apparently so instead what they did was he wore the mask you have to go check this out we'll give you the we'll tell you in a second how you can check out the video but he was wearing the cowl the the batman mask and the gloves but with a velour jumpsuit (laughs) (laughs) he didn't have the the you know the spandex on which was it's quite odd to look at if you see this well, maybe he was trying to be inconspicuous. Yes. He, he, he explained it. He explained it. He told us. <laughs> Valerie Trump shooting the mask. No one, would, no one wouldn't question a thing. Yeah, and uh, well, because if he didn't wear the mask, you would know who you know who he was, and you might think Bruce Wayne was there. Ooh, I gave away his secret identity. Oh Jesus Christ! Oh boy! Uh, oh boy! And of course, uh, as they alluded to, if you haven't seen the video, Jerry Lawler was in a full Superman outfit with with the King logo on the front. He is in cahoots with Mister Freeze and the Penguin. Yes, and uh, I guess we have the answer, Brian, for climate change. It was Mister Freeze. <laughs> yeah, yes. in 1976 <laughs> in Memphis. That's what happens, and uh, he can be rehabilitated. He can't be rehabilitated. He will learn to use his left and right turn signals, which was a <laughs> non sequitur that I, I just, it, it got the crowd uh, giddy. It got us giddy here <laughs> listening to it. But uh, yeah, uh, you have to go and check out this promo about nothing. It is very strange to watch. Uncomfortable. Yes. All right. If you want the full picture, if you want to see the video, find the link to the video in the description of this episode on the NAI Network. All right, Brian, you are hitting the highways and byways, crisscrossing this great nation of ours, plying your trade as a professional wrestler, and do you have dates? I do have dates, Mike. I'm rounding out uh, the month of January with three huge, huge <laughs> events at the, uh, the last weekend of the month. January the 27th, Limitless Wrestling, Westbrook, Maine. The main event of that show is the American Nightmare himself, Cody, formerly known as Cody Rhodes. Oh, oh, oh Cody Rhodes. <laughs> oh, okay. He'll be taking on the Juice, JT Dunn. Uh, also on this show, the American Destroyers, David Starr, Tessa Blanchard. Hey, and yours truly, I'll be in a huge... Huge. Still huge. <laughs> well, wait till you hear this match, Mike. All right. This is a, strap ho- in here. a hoss fight of ep- epic proportions. Okay, I got my seatbelt on. It'll be the kingpin. Right. Taking on Big Daddy Beluga, also known as Brick Mastone. Oh. Freaking hey, stupid name. <laughs> 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 Taking on Max Smashmaster. Oh, former guest. Yes, former guest uh, and also from Chikara. Yes. And taking on Warbeard Hansen. You don't know that guy, do you? <laughs> know him quite well of uh, Ring of Honor and New Japan Pro Wrestling fame. Uh, famously has appeared on three episodes. Probably more known for his three episodes yeah, uh, he's done He's done with us. But we talked happen- all about his uh, Japanese tour with us just a couple of weeks ago here yes. on the Wrestling Podcast. But, nothing. but that'll go down January 27th. That's a Friday night. Check out LimitlessWrestling.com for ticket information. The very next night. January the 28th, mm-hmm. Somerville, Massachusetts, the Arts at the Armory, Beyond Wrestling. On this card, the Pretty Boy Killers, Keith Lee and Shane Taylor from Ring of Honor will be there. David Starr, Jonathan Gresham, who can be seen on Ring of Honor. The American Destroyers of Donovan Dijak and Mike Webb. Uh, the Hit Squad, JT Dunn will also be there. And hey, I'll be there. I wouldn't be promoting the damn show. <laughs> uh, and, then, and then Beyond has a doubleheader that weekend, the very next afternoon, 2 p.m. bell time, January 29th and at the Electric Haze in Worcester, Mass., Again, Beyond Wrestling returns. And if you're worried about that night, is the Royal Rumble. And you're worried about it, this show will be done in plenty of time for you to go walk home and watch the Royal Rumble. Uh, so this is, show is a 2 p.m. bell time. Uh, the Pretty Boy Killers are there again. They'll be taking on the Hit Squad, Warbeard Hanson there, David Starr, JT Dunn, American Destroyers, Matt Riddle, the Kingpin, Brian Malonis is also there. Go to beyondwrestlingonline.com for ticket information. Check out Beyond Wrestling on, on Twitter and Facebook. 
and then check out their uh, on-demand service, Beyond Demand. It's a it's a great service, lots of great wrestling content. Subscribe to them on YouTube as well, and uh, you'll get some kingpin matches on there. Um, Beyond Demand, you'll see me wrestle Cassius Ono himself, Chris Hero. Ooh. How about that? Uh, so, yeah, that's going to be a big weekend. I'm going to be pretty tired. I don't even know when the hell we're going to record that week's. Yeah, we still have to figure that, that out. That week's uh, <laughs> the WPA. I see your brain turning like, oh, man, when are we going to record the WPA exactly. in that weekend? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Special encore presentation for our previous episode. Hey, maybe you could get off your lazy ass and come to some shows and talk about them. Oh, boy. All right. We'll, uh, we'll figure that out. We'll figure that out. And uh, if you want to book Brian Malonis, if you want to give him more bookings so we can uh, worry about when we're going to record, Brianmalonis at Comcast.net. That's his email. Or DM him at Brianmalonis on the Twitter. My, re- my real goal, Mike, is to get into contract with some major wrestling promotion company this year, WWE, Ring of Honor, whoever, TNA, whoever, New Japan. They tell me I can't do this podcast with you anymore. That's the real goal. That's, that's the, the goal, real, huh? That's the real dream. <laughs> Move <laughs> so, on to bigger and better things and just listen to your lonely singular voice on the WPAN. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god alright Brian uh, before we get out of here I just want to give a couple plugs to buddies of ours checking the boots pro wrestling podcast of course that is at referee Tony S at Chip KCTB check them out they've got a store at whatamaneuver.net they got merch support them they are good friends of the wrestling podcast about nothing listen to checking the boots podcast also booking the territory pro wrestling podcast Brian's good friend from the south Mike Mills. Yeah, I'm getting attacked by all sorts of uh, hicks and hillbillies from down south now on Twitter. Oh, my God. He does a tremendous podcast, Mike <laughs> Mills, his buddy. Uh, they do, dude. I give him a hard time, but they're, uh, I'm a big fan of, of Booking the Territory. I've been a, a guest on there a couple of times, and uh, as much crap as I give them, they, those guys do a great job, and they, and they have a great show. I do, I do want to say, in a very serious <laughs> – I, I, I like to bury him in jest, but uh, their show is top-notch, and I'm glad to see Mike is getting some uh, some other opportunities recently as well. And I don't believe you for a second there. You're a good worker, Brian. <laughs> You're a good worker. But I support Mike Mills and Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. You should, too. Find them on Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, MikeMills.Podbean.com. You can become a Patreon subscriber as well. So thank you very much for your support, Mike Mills, Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. All right, Brian. We're going to get out of here, but we will be back on Thursday for the WPAN BDA bonus podcast. So search Wrestling Podcast About Nothing on your favorite podcatcher to subscribe to our other feed. Then join us here next Monday on the NAI Network for episode 40 of the WPAN. And what a freaking debut we just had on the NAI Network, huh? We've been talking about it for weeks. <laughs> what a freaking debut. <laughs> We're going to be number one with a bullet, Mike. I can feel it. All right, Barry Horowitz. Keep patting yourself <laughs> on the back there. We're going to do it again next week, folks. We'll hey, see you next week. I love Monday. me some me. <laughs> we'll see you next week. And until then, he's the Kingpin, Brian Malonis. I'm Mike Crockett. And thanks for nothing. <laughs>